Well, hello and welcome back to another edition of the Vassals of Kingsgrave Soccer Cast. Euro 2020 slash 21 is heating up and today we'll be covering the knockouts, the round of 16 and the recently finished quarterfinals. Joining me in the commentary box today is our Grand Maester Bing. Oh, hey. Hi, this is Bing. I was once Shoe Shiner. I've renounced that name, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like all good maesters do. Well, I don't know how I got that qualification. <laughs> I mean, you're, yeah, you are the encyclopedia of this podcast for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this one today. It's going to be, it's going to be good. We've had, it's, it's definitely stepped up a gear. The intensity, just the sheer volume of goals, talking points, um, upsets, you know, a lot of big teams have been dumped out. Um, and best of all, England winning. <laughs> um of course we'll uh we'll focus on uh, some more of these games than others um but going in game order uh as it's stated on my very cool wall chart uh let's begin with game one wales versus denmark where denmark absolutely flattened the welsh um four nil yeah uh so uh we have our resident dane uh patrick de who hopefully may join us uh, a bit later uh, to give his perspective from Denmark. Um, Surprise, elation. Um, yeah. I mean, what has happened to this this Danish team? They feel like since the the Ericsson incident, they've just been galvanized. And well, they've uh, always been good. They've always been good. Um, and I mean, if you look at the the, the look at the recent results, they're very very good. Um, the mm. only team they've been losing consistently to is Belgium, um, uh, who <laughs> uh, and they once again lost to them in in the group stages. But I mean. The, the I mean even bef- like Christian Eriksen thing the you're removing their best player from the uh, from, uh, from that team but I think what happened is that the their coach Casper uh, Hillman had just sort of adjusted um mm. like the player who replaced Eriksen in the lineup uh, Christian Damscott who's really who's a 20 he's just turned 21 years old incredibly talented but he doesn't replace the same role that Eriksen that, that Eriksen plays um instead they sort of just ask everybody else to sort of contribute a little bit more so what you see is people like uh Pierre Emil Hoiberg. You're probably very familiar with Hoiberg. Um I am indeed. Normally for them Tottenham he doesn't play a very creative role, right? Um, no, he sort of had a bit of yeah, more of a deeper role at Southampton as well. Yeah. Um a bit more licensed to Rome. But yeah. Yeah, but at Denmark he is he has been excellent as a creative player. Um mm. So and and then you and and and, yeah, and then you have uh guys uh like uh Delaney uh use of Poulsen, but definitely also definitely since the since the the knockout rounds uh Kasper Doberg uh who have stepped up really big for the team um also their uh fullbacks now uh their left back uh Joachim Mela is probably one of the players of the tournament he's he's fabulous he is gonna be high on a few big team shopping lists I'm sure he just transferred to Atlanta last season. Um, maybe, maybe he can. Maybe some teams will, will, will even because he may move even further up. Who knows? But and also their defense has also been excellent ever since uh, that Belgium game. Um, they've only gotten better and better. Um, I think Wales. They Wales wasn't going to compete against Denmark uh, unless they played their best, and they tried to play their best. I think in the first twenty minutes uh, when uh, I think Bale had a one sort of a chance 
Um, but ultimately, uh, Denmark sort of just sort of, just just kept creating more and more chances. Uh, the Welsh uh, didn't do themselves any favor. Uh, that second goal, sure, it was originated in the foul, uh, and the referee kind of did Wales very harshly in that game. But then it was a really like a terrible defensive mistake from ne- uh, Nico Williams uh, that then just sort of gave uh, a goal to Denmark. Um, and but and, 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 well, and yeah, go ahead. The, da- the damage the damage was already done by yeah. the time they got a man sent off. I mean, yeah, it was yeah it was a sloppy challenge, but the, you know by that point it was you know it was three yeah. nil. Marla had just scored uh, his goal, but yeah, um, it's a shame for the Welsh. It's a shame. Obviously, they've got memories of was it the semis? Yeah, they, they got... reached the semi-finals. Yeah, in 2016. Yeah, um, yeah, which is which was obviously fantastic. But I think, as you alluded to on a previous podcast, they still have a lot of those players in the team. So there's a definite need to freshen things up. And I just don't think they have the quality coming through in the next generation. I think the, um, it's worrying that that the, the players who probably play the poorest for Wales in this tournament are uh, Nico Williams, uh, Ivan Ampadu, and uh, Harry Wilson. Uh, I think three players that they're very much counting on to be their next generation of mm. players. I mean, they're still very young, so this is you can say this was ne- it was a very negative experience, but it's still experience nonetheless. Um, maybe they, they 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 go on to do better things later, but um, don't quite see a successor in like Bale or, or even or, or Ramsey or even a Joe Allen in any of them. No, no, not of that same quality at all. But I mean, you know, to be fair, they made it out of the group. Yeah. You know, obviously Denmark aren't the. I can get away with saying this while Patrick's not here. They're not the flashiest of teams, but uh, pretty flashy. You know, <laughs> they, they're, they're decent. They're decent. They've got actually a very good young team. Um, I was just having a quick browse of some of the age profiles, yeah. and they're all sort of like mid, early mid twenties, um, which bodes well for uh, for their World Cup chances. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's too much more to say on that game. Um, obviously, basically reached there as far as they can get in this tournament. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, they ha- they've they've got some they've they've got some pride still intact, so not too bad for the boyos. But uh, moving on to game two, we've got uh, Italy and Austria, where Italy beat Austria two one. Keep marching on. And conceded, conceded yes, but they conceded a goal for the first time in um, three hundred years or something. Yeah, um, it was a that was a that was a warning, right? Uh, like they haven't they they they've been magnificent up to that point, but they haven't played any also haven't played any team that was that great. Although as we see, Switzerland turns out they they're they're, they're probably a lot better than we thought they were. Um, <laughs> So, but so Italy definitely, like Austria definitely put up a real, like a real resistance against them. Um, that said, they bend, but it didn't break. Like Austria got close. And I think when Mancini switched in uh, Chiesa, better, uh, switching Chiesa, they, he, they, they, that's the thing with Italy, like compared to Austria. Austria doesn't have the quality of players from their bench to sub in. Um, to no, they, no, they don't have it near, near the strength and depth that Italy have. I'm very impressed with the Italian midfield, actually, the ability to rotate and still remain effective. Um, you know, if you're thinking about obviously Chiesa coming off the bench, Locatelli, Locatelli he's, yeah. he's looking great. I mean, Barella. Verratti, obviously, we know about. Jorginho, well, will always, he'll anchor that midfield. But whoever's around him can kind of mix and match. And Mancini's done well. He's done very well. 
this was probably the toughest test they've had up to that point. Um, yeah, and they came through it. I must admit, I didn't watch the game. I didn't stick around for the full 120 minutes. Yeah, so the the, the first half, Italy was rather dominant, but Austria definitely made a pushback. Uh, Arnautovic should have scored uh, in the second mm. half, but missed a chance. Um, and and but then Finks uh, in the extra time, I think Austria just could not run with Italy, uh, especially uh, someone like Chiesa coming off the bench. It was just too much. Um, they got to go back. Credit to them, but um, yeah, that but that was definitely um, that was definitely uh, Italy's harshest challenge. And I mean, they came through it, and they didn't look completely impre- uh, completely like one hundred percent foolproof as they did uh, in the group stages. Um, mm. But as we see in that, I think. I don't think any of these teams did. <laughs> no, no. Well, uh, I must admit that something that makes Arnautovic uh, very unhappy makes me happy. So quite pleased with that result. He's not my favourite player, I must admit. Uh, the uh, the little Ibrahimovic or mm. bargain bucket Ibrahimovic, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. But, you know, they've they've shown that some good players, you know, Sabitz has really put himself in the shop window. Yep. Yeah, so the first big upset happened in game three. Um, well, big upset for me anyway. I think some of, I think you might have seen this coming. Oh, yeah, no, I think we saw this coming. <laughs> but the ne- Netherlands, Netherlands getting dumped out by the Czech Republic. So that finished 2 0. What, um, what have I been saying about Frank the Board this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you did predict it in your crystal ball with your uh, the glass candles are lit being. To be fair, like in 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 the group, like after the group stages, I thought that at the very least they can beat the Czech Republic. Um, I thought, <laughs> yeah. in, terms of, in terms of their player profile, they have they, they have an advantage over the Czechs. The problem is you still have to show up, and none and and Netherlands did not show up at all. They have, do you I, remember the the red card incident with? Uh, oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it's one hundred percent a red card. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the leg uh, stop uh, stop uh, uh, Patrick Shee from going through on goal with a with a handball. It was just. There's very little you can you can contest about that, and was really <laughs> dumb, clumsy, and an intentional handball. There's there's nothing. Um, but the Netherlands wasn't creating anything. Uh, before that, well, okay, no, they created one thing. They they uh uh Daniel Malen went through on goal one-on-one and he kind of he did nothing with it with, with that chance um the netherlands did not have a shot on goal the entire game um i'm looking at i'm looking at the stats now yeah, yeah. nothing on target jesus yeah no it was it was pathetic um and that's the problem so like up to that point the netherlands sort of coasted by their group stages on sheer talent alone and they do have the talent but the problem is when you when you're sort of just winning games in spite of your tactics and your coach rather than because of because of him because of them um this is this is this is the problem that the that you you even the, if you're a very talented team you'll you'll be the game in which um you need someone like like, like like the coach to sort of give you give you structure give you order especially when you come up against a team like the Czechs, who are hard to beat they're not the most talented they're not the most um the most dangerous going forward but they they they're, they're solid and you, you, yeah. and you and you need to have a good tactical approach to break a team like that down and you when you're coming in there with no shape no tactical uh, then it's all just one on one then the checks come in with a good game plan and say okay block where you keep players 
oh, I see Wijnaldum has been really, really important for you, scoring a bunch of goals for you in the group stages. We'll neutralize Wijnaldum. Memphis Depay. Yeah. Your attack is built around Memphis Depay. Built around Memphis Depay. Okay, we, 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 we'll mark Depay out of existence. Mm. Um, they have the players to do that. You know, Kalas is decent. Kufal yeah. is a solid right back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Susek, you know, I think he plays a bit more defensively for the Czechs than he does West Ham. But... Um, Still a very effective player. Yeah. And Schick is lethal. Yeah. I mean, he, he isn't for his club. It's the frustrating thing for me. Um, <laughs> in this tournament, definitely. Um, and like, you need to respect teams like this, right? Um, you can, like, on talent alone, on, like, you look at the names on the paper, Netherlands should beat the, should beat the Czech Republic. But, like, again, yeah, you have to, yeah. you have to show up. You have to respect that opponent. Um, and the Netherlands, the, and Frank de Boer evidently just didn't. And then, and then, and you get a red card and then, and then, and then like, and even then, when you get a red card, that, that's really, that's, that's really, really tough. But, like, good teams can even survive that and beat, like, weaker teams even with a man down the netherlands just gave up after that they, i mean they look at they had the players on the pitch to do so as well mm-hmm. you know they had a back four or you know they were playing with a back three you, you know swap it but depay is kind of the lone striker and yeah it just fell apart for them and all, fell yeah, apart. And, and all you can i mean all you have to say about frank the boy just look at his in the substitution right after the red card which i think was Tony malin for uh off for uh the the the, the most obviously worst player on that team Quincy Promise um who was exiled to Very back, negative. well who was exiled back to Russia because he stabbed someone or something like that um Jesus. uh and 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 the promise doesn't give you a country well, you say it's negative but he doesn't contribute to you anything defensively and he also isn't creating any because he has been playing poorly so why are you bringing this guy up it made no sense which Ultimately, is sort of the 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 the, the pronouncement of Frank de Boer's reign as the the very short reign as a Dutch coach that none of it made sense. <laughs> mm. You get found out. You, like, it doesn't matter if you're the Netherlands. You don't have a divine right to win games just because you're the Netherlands. And I think no, not at all, not at all. Um, and as a team, um, like as a team, like again, ignoring the, the names, I've said going into this, the Netherlands are not that much better than the Czechs. This is this no. is not this is not an upset in my eyes. This is this is, this is an expected result. I honestly thought uh, the Czechs definitely was a 50-50. <laughs> um, uh, and when the Netherlands approach it like this, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the end of our uh, Dutch friends' journey. Sorry, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, on Get to game nice four. We got a uh, Belgium Portugal. Belgium, yeah. the the Ronaldo show is over. Yeah, very um, uh, boring game. <laughs> yeah, not too much to say actually for such a high profile fixture. Um, yeah, they kind of neutralize each other. Mm. Oh, I, I mean, the the only thing to really say is it seems like Thorgan Hazard is the main man for Belgium now. Um, I mean, he plays sort of this weird the wing back role, which I mean, he is not a he's not a defensive player at all, at all. No, um, no, no. Uh, but he is really good going forward. Um, and you have to respect that. Um, mm. I think that's well with his brother. <laughs> yeah, I think the main problem for Belgium is that during that game, De Bruyne and Hazard were injured again. Um, I think Portugal, the um, they just they they haven't um they they won the last Euro playing really really negative football um because the talent. Just 
just wasn't there for them to do anything else. Um, now they do have a lot of talent up front, but I think the coach just haven't figured out how to actively. Yeah, um, you, you you'd think you'd think Jota and Ronaldo would work well in a two together, um, and that could be something. But as you said, I think again on a previous podcast, they kind of get in each other's way a bit. Um, you know, Jota's not really a wide player. I mean, when he plays for Liverpool, he can play in that front three because it's quite a fluid, you know, Salamane, Firmino, whichever ones he's playing with, uh, sort of drift in and out. Firmino's actually fantastic link-up play, but, you know, Ronaldo, he can... He's just there for the goals. (laughs) It's not very mobile, right? Um, no. I think Joe Felix, I think, was in, apparently injured this whole tournament, um, which then made the question, why did you bring him along anyways? Um, mm. uh, he had players on the bench who have had great seasons, like Andres Silva, who, have, uh, who is the top scorer in the Bundesliga, um, 30 goals or something like that. Um, and, and But the, the, I don't think he just knows how to utilize all these cool tools that suddenly he has. Uh, because he has gone by so far using very, very negative tactics. Like the, the guy started, like Fernando Santos, he started out with the tactics of two incredibly limited defensive midfielders. Um, and that approach got ripped apart by Germany. So then he had to adjust a little bit. Well, ultimately, I don't think he made enough adjustments. Um, yeah. So anyways, bye-bye. <laughs> mm, yeah, bye-bye, Ronaldo. Although it's a bit bonkers that he's uh, still the top scorer. Um, yep. Obviously, we haven't covered the quarterfinals, which we'll get to. Yes, but he's um, he is still the top scorer right now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's joint uh, with Schick on yep. um, on five, um, and then the next few are all out. So kind of looking like he is mad, but he might finish as top scorer. Three penalties. Yeah, of course the penalties. But uh, as our, as our as our Swiss friends will remind us that no, nah, he's just more penalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Leaving that game in the dust where it belongs, uh, we can move on to Croatia, Spain. Now, this was my favorite game of the tournament. Well, most exciting. Yeah, definitely. Most um, goals, of course, but. Uh, most weird shit happening in a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know uh, what to think of that first quote unquote go. Uh, except I think the last time I saw something like that was when uh, it was Paul Robinson. Remember him? Um, <laughs> When Gary Neville, I mean, backpassed and then I think a blade of glass tripped over a blade of grass, and then Paul Robinson did did what uh, Unai Simon did in that game. I mean, that was just bonkers, and also against it, Croatia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, two thousand seven. Two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand seven. Wow, <laughs> it's funny. Funny when things uh, align like that in football, but um, it's also so harsh that. The own goal is is given to Pedri because he passed to him. I mean, obviously, of course, yeah, but it's not Pedri's fault, but that will be forever on him. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, It's not his, it's it's obviously not his fault. Um, No, no, no. But of course, when, uh, you know, I think, I think if Spain, you know, potentially win this thing, uh, we'll get to that later, but it will all be forgiven. <laughs> I think if they lost this game, yeah, that might have been the end of uh, Simon's international career. <laughs> to be fair to him, uh, he came back. Uh, I don't think he was great in the rest of that game, but he, he came back. He made a few saves in the extra time. So uh, He did. And, and he uh, the next game. Yeah, the next game, obviously, we'll come to. He was, he was pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, crazy. Crazy to think that, I mean, I was sort of, 
I dipped in and out of this game, but then once sort of caught the last, the crazy final 10 minutes of that second half and then the extra time, um, you know, Spain leading 3-1 up with nine minutes to go, I believe. Yeah. Just uh, insane. Um, Croatia pulling it back like that. You know, Modric is still such a player. Uh, I think uh, Croatia's subs uh, did really well. Mm. Uh, they are the ones who, like the uh, Orsic, uh, Tottenham, Tottenham fans may also remember him. Uh, I think he was the guy who scored a hat trick against Tottenham in the in, in, in the uh, in the Euro Cup or uh, Dynamo Zagreb. Um, he was good. Um, as was a uh, Pasalic. Um, I mean Croatia had a lot going against them in that game. They didn't have Perisic uh, due to COVID. Um, and I yeah, that was a big blow. And they were also missing Lovren in the in, in middle of the defense. Um, and they, I think they, 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 I don't know what kind of magic they conjured, uh, conjured to uh, score two goals in the last ten minutes. Um, I think credit to Spain. Uh, their defense very, very suspect. I think they, they, I think the problem with Spain is that, that they'll just sort of turn off for like ten to twenty minutes in a game. Which defensively, they suddenly just stop able to defend anything, um, which is incredibly worrying going forward. Um, but um, yeah. but they but they keep coming back, um, and in extra time, I think Croatia just run out of ideas. And um, I mean, Croatia like actually started really extra time really really well, but it couldn't find a goal. And then, uh, well, Alvaro Morata. Um, I think a lot of credit has to be given to him. Um, it was a it, it was a very well taken goal to control it and smash it in as he did was was great. Was it for his first goal of the tournament? Second. Second. Well, I mean, he he'd had, he'd had a bit of a stinker up until this point. Um, yeah, I think that a lot of the criticisms on him. I mean, he hasn't played well, but I think that the harassment of him and his family was. Uh, yeah yeah that's that that is not that is not um that that is just wrong um and it's not like the guy is like playing lazy uh he he works hard um he does like a lot of things well uh link up play hold up um passing a lot of these other stuff he's still doing well um and and he he i mean i think that was sort of the like the, the, that was sort of typical of Alvaro Morata of his entire career. Um, that um, it's he misses really, really easy chances, and but then he just scores much harder ones. Yeah, yeah, a touch of the uh, Timo Werner's about him. <laughs> but um, yeah, fantastic. I mean, Spain. Her, uh, you know, it's it's kind of inconceivable to think after the first uh, group game where they just bored us off the pit off. Well, certainly bored me away from uh, wanting to watch any more of their games. And now they're the team that's uh, scored the most, I believe. Probably, yeah. I think. Got it up here. Yep, they've got 12 goals. Uh, <laughs> Italy and Denmark with 11 behind them. Um, and then there's no surprise that they have also got the highest possession and the highest passing accuracy. <laughs> Sixty-seven percent possession on average is just oh god. I mean that's that's one way to win extra time. You just get get Croatia to chase you. They just don't won't have the legs for that. But um yeah, marching on into probably the biggest upset of the tournament. Um France versus Switzerland, game six. Right. So that was three three after extra time and uh switzerland took it on penalties i mean let's start you know if switzerland had a bright start got an early goal 
I think it was a header from Seferovic. Yep. Uh, and, you know, went in up at the break and, you know, did, deserved it, I'd say. Um, but Benzema just, you know, absolutely making his presence in this tournament felt. And you pointed out before the two Benzema goals, um, mm. Switzerland had a, had a penalty and they missed it. Oh, of course they did. Of course, Rodriguez missed the penalty. Yeah. Poor penalty, to be fair. Yeah. Perfect height for the keeper. You know, you see penalties where you can pick the right corner, but with power and accuracy, you can still get it in. But it was, yeah, it was poor. A bit shocking, actually, because Rodriguez is typically for uh, renowned for being quite a good good from the spot kick. But, um, but a bit ironic, because then eventually, obviously, he went to win on penalties and didn't miss a single one. Um, did he come off the pitch? I don't remember him taking a penalty, actually. He was subbed off. Yeah, he did. So, blessing in disguise. <laughs> Similar to the the Spain Croatia game in the way that so uh, obviously Benzema I mean we need to take a minute I don't know if it was his first or his second was it his second goal his second the one you're thinking about stunning stunning yeah. you know reminded me of um, a bit Bergkamp esque that mm. goal uh, the control bamboozling the defender. And the finish at the end of it was just sublime. Um, might be goal of the tournament for me, I think. I actually kind of like uh, the, the, the third goal even a little bit more. Uh, Prima. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was a very good goal, don't get me wrong. But I just feel like, you, you know, we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, like if you think back to the, can't remember the player's name, but the, the Czech goal against Scotland uh, from, yeah, from where he scored it from the parking lot. <laughs> it's just insane so you know but that that control i haven't seen a goal like that in the tournament so far it was you know he's still got it it's why he's been the main man at real madrid for so long and it's why he's been brought back into this team when everyone you know in spoilt for choice for the french for uh, attacking options but uh yeah and then um was it the the I think it was the the equalising goal from Gavranovic with a the brilliant assist from Xhaka. Just yeah. drilled it into him from you know thirty yard pass or something, twenty five yards. Yeah. Um, After taking the ball from uh, Paul Pogba. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Completely bypassed um, the the monster that is T- Kante and uh, good finish in the end. So I don't know if there was too much to say about the extra time there, but. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was, um, yeah, the penalties, high quality, and Mbappe, yeah, yeah just kind of uh, epitomised this tournament, really. You know, won, won France the World Cup and lost them the Euros. Well, it's okay, so let me, it's not, I mean, Mbappe hasn't had a great tournament. Um, it's unfair to blame this on Mbappe. Um isn't they the France was leading three one. Um Yeah, they you were. don't need you don't need Mbappe to score more goals for you. Um if you can't put away Switzerland when you're three one up with ten, fifteen minutes left in the game, how is that Mbappe's fault? Um Sure, sure. And you and know, there, and and I think so a lot of the fallout of this game is that the French press is now being sort of peering through like garbage cans, looking for any uh, any sign of sort of team disharmony, uh, to trying to find an excuse about how French how the French lost. Um, whereas the, the the very obvious answer is that uh, the French did not respect the Swiss. Um, they were complacent. Um, they they were complacent going into this game when Didier Deschamps. Um, decided because both his left backs were injured, he decided to suddenly switch 
to Street Force 3, uh, which the French have never played um, ever. Um, and they sort of just thought, yeah, I guess we have the we have the players who can do this. The Swiss, they're not they're not in our time zone in terms of talent, which they not really like they weren't. But once again, it goes back to you have to respect teams like Switzerland. Um, they're 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 like man by man, you're a better team than they are the French, but they're still a good team. You have to respect your opponents, um, and the French did not. Um, and then, no. the, and 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 then, what you see actually, what is, and, and and I don't know why people are not pointing fingers in the other end, which is really where friend the French lost uh, that game when they where the three with three at the back, none of those defenders knew what they were supposed to do. Um, Kimpembe was repeatedly getting beat one on one. Veron was losing all the headers to Harris Seferovich. If you want to win a win a tournament, you cannot you cannot let Harris Seferovich score twice against you. You just can't. <laughs> like I, I, like he's fine. He's but he's a twenty. Like you, he is mediocre. Um, yeah, he's not exactly had a distinguished career, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. And and he scored the exact same goal twice. Yeah, that's that's the killer. You know, they did not learn, and they had Rabio uh, masquerading as a left uh, left wing back, which he he's not not he. I mean. Again, like if this is like Luxembourg, yeah, I guess that won't hurt. But again, Switzerland are a good enough team to to be able to exploit that uh, that problem. Um, and again, and and they, and they just have their their regular right back Benjamin Pavard playing wing back, right mm. wing back, which is a very different role than the 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 the, the, the defensive uh, right back he has been playing up to that point throughout his entire French career. Um, which means that he was constantly out of position, which is where all the crosses from the Swiss left back, uh, left wing back, uh, uh, Zuber, uh, Steven Zuber, keep mm. the ball to Harrisoverovich. And then they were they had to drop Rabio from center midfield to left wing back, which meant that they were light in the center of the midfield, which is why suddenly you see uh, Granit Xhaka having the best game of his career. <laughs> Exactly. Was was Hernandez injured? Yeah, Hernandez was injured. So was uh, Lucas Dinier. Right. Well, I know. I know Dinier's had his problems Uh-oh. with injuries, but yeah, it just seemed a bit bonkers setting up like that. Yeah. Well, it was completely tactically raw. Um, yeah, I think that will be uh, that will be that for um, old Deschamps. Uh, he I is think, continuing. Uh, he said he is continuing. Well, he might say that, but I think the uh, French. Yeah. Uh, he won a, might have something to say about that. Well, I don't know. The, he won in the World Cup. Well, the, the next World Cup is sort of just around the corner. I think they're probably going to stick with I think, in fact, it has been reported they're sticking with him. I would have loved, absolutely loved, to give Arsene Wenger a run on top um, of the World Cup. And if anything, I think it would be Zinedine Zidane to replace uh, uh, the Good shop. point, actually. Very good point. Is he, is he still... Yeah, he's not he, got a manager yet? Nope. I mean, not got a manager. Not got a club. No. Nope. Um, well... I'm sure like every other manager in Europe, he's been offered the Tottenham job. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, now on to the biggest. Well, I, I've already, I keep saying this about every game, but this was the biggest upset. England beating Germany in a knockout game was just beautiful. 2-0. It was not the prettiest of games, I must admit. Took us a while to get going, and there were some definite, definite scares. That first half was not as fluid or dominant as you'd want, but, you know, Germany are a really, really good team. Um, um, and, yeah, I, yeah, 
going into this, I was a little bit, uh, I was a bit baffled. Both teams setting up with three at the back. I think I even put it on the group chat. I was quite confused. I thought I thought this was a game that we should go at them. Um, and yeah, three at the back was just not, just didn't make sense to me. But I mean, as with every tactical decision, barring a few bonkers substitutions, every pre-game tactical decision that Southgate's had to make in this tournament, it worked and it came off. And um, I mean, for me, Declan Rice is phenomenal player. Um, he's really won me over this tournament. Uh, the the awareness, uh, the covering of of the fullbacks, because Luke Shaw's practically a left winger. You know where Sterling tucks inside, or he'll just float around. Um, you know Phillips not quite as uh, incredible as maybe his opening game against Croatia kind of led us all to believe. Uh, Trippier was good. Solid on the right. I think he should definitely be starting uh, the next games. But, you know, Southgate likes to chop and change. Maguire came back in, did well. Um, I think bar one, one error. I think he gave the ball away and there was a chance for Werner. But we all know he can't hit a barn door with a shotgun. So, uh, you know, Kane got on the score sheet. Raheem got a lovely goal. It was it was it was the dream. It was brilliant, really, really fantastic. Um, I think sixty million or well, however many million English people were watching, uh, all shat themselves when Muller was through on goal, <laughs> and I I could I just could, I couldn't believe that he missed that. That is just that's Thomas Muller. He's been doing that for Bayern Munich for fifteen years. He's been doing that for Germany for just as long. You know, he's won World Cup scoring goals like that and yep, well. Yeah. It was <laughs> beautiful to see. <laughs> right. <laughs> um I think I predicted two one for England. Nothing, you know, pretty close, C- right? Certainly didn't certainly uh certainly didn't predict England to keep a clean sheet. Well, they haven't conceded up to that point. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, we'll get to the. Uh, we'll get to uh, last night's game shortly, but um, we'll bask in the glory of this one for a little bit longer. Um, the first half was tough. I thought Bukayo Saka was bright. Like twenty in a minutes. very yeah. Uh, I'm not. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't um, do himself a disservice. But we, I, I think with young players, I mean. He's obviously, his rise has been very, very fast. Gone from academy player to starting for Arsenal to starting for England in possibly the biggest game they've had in in years. And I think he did well. But, uh, I mean, the the big change was Grealish, right? Yep. No, Grealish came on the field. Phenomenal player. He he created both goals. The entire entire shape of that game changed. Um, I think... Saka, uh, he's fine. Um, he causes problems, but he sort of runs in blind channels. Um, he needs support, and more often than not, on that right hand side, um, Trippier. I mean, Walker is playing in a back three, so you don't expect him to push on. Calvin Phillips and Trippier weren't exactly providing him support, and Kane is, you know, until he got his goal, he was still in, you know, <laughs> what they call. I, I imagine, I imagine, um, it's like when Fry wakes up in Futurama. A thousand years in the future, and Kane's like, "Oh, all right, I can play football." 
but he needed that and we needed that and you know as as I do like Raheem Sterling MBE he's a he's a great lad and but we needed someone else to score a goal <laughs> we need someone to create uh, chat to, 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 to create chances and also just add an element that the Germans didn't have. And I think that's sort of where it comes down to sort of my uh, going into this game, what I thought was England. They have a coach who knows, who has a very, who has a plan. Uh, it may not be a plan that a lot of English fans like because it's in, it, play, it, it leans very much more heavily towards the defensive side, despite the fact that England seems to have all these cool uh, attack cool toys up front. Um, but he's very consistent. Um, and changing to 3-4-3 wasn't as sort of a big of a change as say it was for French because England has played this formation before, uh, notably mm-hmm. in the World Cup. Um, and it is a formation that works against Germany. In fact, it's basically the exact same formation as the German as, uh, as Germany, with the exception that uh, Germany, like whatever you want to say about Harry Kane up to that up to the point in which he scored a second goal, um, Germany just didn't have a center forward this entire tournament. <laughs> Um, before they finally decided to try out Werner, um, they had um, uh, Serge Gnabry, right? False nine. Yeah, masquerading. Well, it's not even really a false nine. Like, he's not playing the role that false nine should in, in sort of in, in sort of pulling back and creating spaces for the real finishers. The Gnabry was just sort of there, and like he has a really poor tournament. But I think part of that comes down to he didn't know what his position was, didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. Um, and that's the problem with Germany going into it. That's another team that sort of again you look at the team on a, 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 on paper and say, like, "Well, that's a really that, that that's a really really talented team. They have great players all over the the all, all over this list." But Jurgi Lowe couldn't put his team together. His tactics were insane. Um, He's lost and- the plot. He's lost the plot. Um, and they definitely. I mean, this is the end for him. It's it was announced before the tournament, which I always think is a bit suspect. Um, I mean, you know, you can kind of look at it from two angles to kind of, you know, oh, this is, he won the World Cup with them, right? 2014. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of, there's sort of the, oh, you know, let's do it for the manager. Let's give him one last hurrah. I mean, it it didn't, it doesn't work. Uh, I don't think. Uh, I think... Half the team, the, 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 he has pissed off the, the, the elder statements of that team, Muller and, uh, and, and Humos, by forcing them, nearly forcing them into international retirement. Um, yeah. I don't think he never uh, won the trust of the younger players, especially someone like, say, Leroy Sané, who he infamously left off of the World Cup uh, team. Um, and I think so. Yeah, I, I think he had lost that that locker room long before uh, uh, this tournament. Um, and it's a it, it's it's a stupid decision to even let him hang around this long um, in the first place. Um, uh, I think again, this is a team that again on just on the quality of like sheer talent and quality of their players. Uh, they, they 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 could they could have like like they could have beat England. Um, but tactically they could have. Yeah, but tactically they just they they weren't there and they they, go ahead sorry sorry no they 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 have the they have the quality no doubt no doubt whatsoever but i think you hit the nail on the head there i mean they need a fresh approach he's been in the job too long he's lost to he's lost the dressing room the sort of famous anti-climax um but i mean it was it was a bit bizarre because after the, the after the cane goal you think right we've got five minutes left let's just let's go for it and the first substitution he makes is to bring Emre Chan on, who's who's not exactly renowned for his goal scoring ability. You know, he makes he makes a further two substitutions, does bring on Sané in the end. But 
Uh, well, that yeah, that's what it, emblematic. So here's here's my explanation of why he brought out Emery Chan. Emery Chan is a more offensive in terms of when you compare him to say Matthias Glinter, which is a player he brought off. But that's yeah. the problem. He can't switch his formation. He can't comprehend what it means to switch his formation. He's stuck with that formation because he can't figure out. Okay, so if I switch out, uh, let's say we put on, let's say put on a more offensive player, uh, more more attacking player. Let's say Leroy Sané, uh, right at that moment. Um, well, okay, so that means I have to switch this piece around, this piece around, and then he's he just no. I'm sticking with my same same formation. I'm just gonna I'm gonna live and die by this formation I just literally came up with uh, right before the tournament. Yeah. Well. I'll give you. I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave it. We'll, we'll move on because we've got uh, got a lot of goals to still get through. Games, even sorry. Um, but I'll leave you with England defeated Germany in a competitive game at Wembley for the first time since the 1966 World Cup final, which is just an incredible stat. Couldn't quite believe it at the time. I still can't. But um, they really have been a bogey team for us. So it's it's nice to get that proverbial monkey off our back. Also, I didn't realise that England were unbeaten in 15 games at Wembley, <laughs> which is uh, relevant. very relevant considering the semi and the final will be held at Wembley. So long may that continue. But uh, anyway, finishing up, uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave the glory behind and we'll, you know, we'll whisper that something might be coming home. But uh, the final game of the knockouts was Sweden-Ukraine. Um, another one that went to extra time. Another red card. It's a pretty filthy challenge, if I recall. Yeah. From no, Danielson. Terrible challenge. Really, really bad. Um, really deserved the, the, the straight red. Yeah, which was a shame because um, Forsberg has been playing some great football in this tournament. Um, so to let Sweden down... I thought was a bit harsh, but that Isaac as well, um, showing himself to be a decent player, a lot of attention uh, from him, on him, I should say. Um, but yeah, I haven't got too much to say about this game. Um, we didn't should have won this game. Um, Forsberg hit the post twice. Um, Bottomly, that's the problem with a team like Sweden, in which it's it's a uh, like like what happens when you sort of when they go one go down okay they they, they pull back eventually through Forsberg but um it's hard for a team like Sweden to sort of have to take the initiative to try to win a game they're set mm. up to to defend and counter attack but then you, they meet a team like Ukraine that is actually worse than them um and they are now they're now putting Sweden in in, in position that they use that they don't want like to be which is forcing them to to, to try to go at it um, and eventually, so, 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 and I mean, Sweden aren't good enough of a team to, that they can just sort of they can just overcome uh, a team like Ukraine when they're sort of playing their their butts off and and forcing the issue. Um, and basically, when it went to when it went to extra time, the red card just you know. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to love a late goal, winning it in the last minute of the game. Yeah, dagger. Yeah, daggers, but also fantastic for the Ukraine Ukraine fans. And also, you know, we've got a special mention here for Shevchenko, yeah. uh, former former Chelsea player, but former great player. He w- was really, really fantastic. And, you know, seems like he's got some chops. He's got some, got some talent because Ukraine were not a team that I was expecting to make it this far. Um, and they kind, of, they kind of snuck out of the, the group stages. Um, yeah, they did. Uh, as a third place team that lost two games. Um, their own, the only team up to that point, the only team up to that point they beat was North Macedonia. <laughs> um, 
true, I mean, but I mean to be fair to him, he he I don't know about he's great as a tactical manager, but he's a good man manager. Uh those players obviously really liked playing for him. Um and 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 then they worked and then they worked hard for him. Um I think the one yeah. good thing they did in that in, in that game was to put Zinchenko out to the left, where I think he he's actually now much more comfortable in. Um he scored the own their only goal. Um, I don't know why then he made the change back in the next game uh, to put him right back into the center. Uh, well, that's that's another matter. Yeah, well, they've they've got some decent players. You know, Zin- Zinchenko finds it hard to get get a game for City, but I mean that's Manchester City, one of the best teams in the world. Yarmolenko, decent decent player. Yarmachuk, you know, and I think you're right. I think I. I'd be surprised if he could replicate that at a club level. Um, maybe for a Ukrainian team, but I think his his the respect that they have for him is evident in their performance and their work rate. And you know, the, yeah, they they will. What's the old saying? They'll they'll run through brick walls for him. You know, it's a limited team that sort of exceeded what they were they're, they're capable of, really. Yeah, definitely. But um, unfortunately, that came to an end in the next round, which uh, which we will get to. But um, so moving on into the quarterfinals, quarterfinal one was Switzerland versus Spain. And if the Swiss were tired, well, they had another 120 minutes plus penalties to contend with. Yep. Um, I think Spain. Oh, do Hello. we have the tall? We have. Good yeah. evening, Mr. Patul. Good evening, Noah. Evening, Bill. How goes it? Hello. Oh, it's fine. We've uh, gone on to... No, so it's good. Everything's good. In the soccer world, at least. And We have a big task ahead of, ahead of us, a staying soon. Um, An impossible task, fun. some may say. Uh, well... Depends really. We won a uh, Euro Championship uh, early, like uh, in earlier modern, modern times, and you haven't. So uh... <laughs> we have won one international tournament. And in '66. We... Oh yeah, everyone knows. We can't stop talking about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we've uh, so just in terms of where we are in the games, we literally just wrapped up the round of 16 all right um so you missed getting to unless you want to add anything about the uh the danes triumph over the small british nation um, of Wales. Wales. nothing not, nothing nothing else that um i was sad to see them go um it was uh it's a good team and they they, they have sort of the same mentality towards football than that Dan- denmark have has so we were sad to be to have to knock them out <laughs> but yeah other than that i think they played well there yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Else. Yeah, pretty good. Well, um, we're just about to kick off the quarterfinal discussion. Did oh, really? you catch yeah. the Switzerland-Spain game? Uh, yes, that one I did catch. Um, I didn't. Yeah, take the notes. Swiss having to. Oh, it's all yeah. good. I mean, the Swiss having to uh, go the distance for a second time in what three or four days? Just, uh, just too much for their kind of limited squad. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot of depth in that team. Um, you know, and having to, I think they played what about 40, 50 minutes with 10 men and the way mm. that Spain just ping it around. 
I mean, it's, it, yeah. it tires me out just watching them. Yeah, Spain's inconsistent, but they play good ball when they play good ball, um, basically. Mm. They, they can let in goals and, and be, uh, you know, mess up a lot. But uh, when they play, they play. Uh, and that's difficult for a team that's, you know, they, they've done well. They've done really well, but nobody really expects them to go that far. And so I think they might be happy with just where where they went, how far they went, um, I'm, I'm assuming at least. Yeah, for sure. I think regaining a little bit of confidence and faith um, they had a pretty lackluster World Cup, if I recall correctly. They were all right. They got to a run of 16, typically, where they exit. Yeah, I guess, certainly, I always expect them to do well after their sort of period of dominance. Back-to-back Euros and a World Cup, right? Uh, oh, oh, you mean, oh, yeah, yeah, Spain. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the problem is so Spain, this is a very different Spanish team right now, right? Um, yeah. They've woken up from that, yeah, from the, it's... I mean, that's how you want it. You want to play your best football at the end of the tournament, right? You don't want to, you know, um, sort of crap sure. out in the in the knockouts. <laughs> no, I think you're you're right. I think you want to peak at the end, around the end of the tournament. If you can, if you can play poorly, sort of to begin with, and still go through, and then uh, slightly climb all the way through until the end, where you just peak, that would be a perfect way of playing a tournament, I think. So, uh... and you, you go on, Bing. So you mentioned earlier about Seymour and the penalties yeah uh yeah no i think when i see one uh redeemed himself in this game and 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 that's so that's the thing like if you're a manager i think what luis luis enrique um both his uh his, his as a as a manager his best and his possibly his worst trade is loyal to a fault um like when when the media was hounding morada luis enrique just came out and said no morada's my guy i'm sticking with him up top um i think he's a great striker uh when i see made that terrible mistake like in any other like if you remember like England when uh, when Robert Green uh, when he made that similarly embarrassing mistake against the United States of America in the World Cup. Like, oh my God! Green was gone the next game, and that was the end of his his international career. Right? I mean, that was his, that was the end of his footballing career. <laughs> but like, and but uh, Luis Enrique just threw when I see him back out in the next game. And Simon, to his credit, did did well. So um, I mean, the Spanish they're definitely problems. Um, again, they're, they 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 just sort of turn off. Uh, they they once again showed their the they defensively just turn off for like ten or twenty minutes when they let Shakiri in to score a goal. Um, but uh, and and also worryingly, um, their uh, lack of cutting edge sort of reemerged in this game. Like they couldn't once again couldn't finish. And this time it's actually not so much Morata as Gerard Moreno who kept missing chances. Um, I feel like they're very inconsistent. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. To go go from scoring five goals to relying on an own goal to get you to penalties is worrying. I would say. Um, and they, they and do they have, need to. And now they have the same problem as as what the Swiss did going into this game, and that they they've now played two. Well, even more, they have now played two games, two full 120 minutes games, uh, in a back to back in a row. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so the next game we'll talk about is Belgium Italy, um, and I think they'll. They'll struggle against Italy um, because of that. I think it's it's going to be tough. You know, they're fairly fresh, the Italians, and they're very, very confident. Yeah. Very, very confident. But um, yeah, let's get into that game, actually. Belgium-Italy, the second quarter final. Um, quite enjoyed this game, actually. Um, very good game. Yeah, it was a decent game. Um, the penalty was stupid, but the uh, the Italian goals... 
especially well, Insigne's goal was lovely. Yeah. Um, I do love it when a little man dances through, dances in a penalty area and sticks it away. Um, and it was like he smacked that in with like barely any backlift. Just oh, brilliant goal. But yeah, the better. I mean, I don't think again. You know, could you you can call this an upset? Really, Belgium were the favourites, the best team, I, arguably uh, on paper. Yeah, I guess it's really the. <laughs> I guess if you if you started if you looked at the tournament before the tournament, you would have probably guessed that Belgium would have gone through to at least the semi-finals, right? Sure. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but as you saw, as we saw, the, the, they pl- they played well against Denmark. They they won over the over Denmark, but then. They still like they were a, a slight chance of Denmark actually, you know, getting a few more goals in on them and stuff like that. And, and Denmark and Belgium are, are not in the same league, should not be in the same league, so, sort of. Uh, uh, I, mean, I would say they Denmark had more than just a small chance. Denmark <laughs> should have won a game, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but in any case, uh, that still shows that if you compare them to. Spain and Italy and in some 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 cases like Germany and and in England as well, Belgium should just have performed better, and they probably wouldn't have gone through if they played the same way they did in the in the beginning uh, matches. But the problem sure. is that they're they're uh they're injured. They're all their best players are injured. Um, well, okay, they have two problems. First of all, De Bruyne was not fit. Uh, mm. he he had in fact he he it's confirmed that he he, he played with a torn uh ankle torn ankle ligament. Um, which shows in that game he was he was he he was visibly not like running for half that game. Um, and uh, the other problem, which is the problem I said at the beginning of the, the uh, beginning before the tournament started, is that um, they they have huge holes in that team. Um, uh, their defense is ancient. How much for is still starting for this team? What? How? <laughs> um, Thirty-five years old in Japan. He's playing in Japan. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a good league. For it's a good league. Year old. It's a fine for thirty-five year old <laughs> former star, I guess. Um, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pop. Uh, like, and and like the the fullbacks once and also like they 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 just weren't. They were not at their full strength. And and like sure, Belgium if fully healthy. Um, all their stars in their like like playing at their prime is probably maybe may, maybe one of the best teams in this tournament not sort of a like 50% de bruyne uh no eden hazard which i mean actually that was actually i think jeremy doku played much better than eden hazard could have um i think doku was sort of belgium's main threat in the entire game um he's very bright he's very bright i I'd, I'd never heard of him to be honest before that game and he yeah, was he was, he was one brilliant of the, yeah he was one of the best young players in france last year uh yeah for sure um but like yeah no there's just too many holes in this holes in this belgian team like they belgium has and that's always sort of their problem like, like they're not deep enough um they have yeah, like, go on sorry your best players are the best some of the best players in the world like lukaku de bruyne uh courtois but the 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 then the, the drop off from that it's it's too big yeah yeah i'm not sure why they went into this one with three at the back um, again, you know, Thorgan mm. Hazard playing that weird hybrid wing-back role. I guess it's to give those Mounier and him the license to bomb forwards. Um, but Italy were ready for it. Yeah. And I, I, they deserved to win this game. They played some good football. You know, we... 
we kind of, you know, you, you talk about the uh, the aging Belgian defence, but I mean, Chiellini's yeah. like as old of, as all of them combined, right? <laughs> no, I think he's uh, the same age as, as for my life. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's got a couple of years on him, but do you know what I mean? As in hmm. the... Uh, the profile isn't much different. He's just he's just such a professional. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe slight club bias that I don't like Alderweireld or Vertonghen. Um, but Chiellini's such a professional. And, you know, right there at the, you know, the last 10 minutes, I remember he was, there was a, a corner he was defending and he's just smiling and he just loves the challenge. And he's, he looks quite frail, but he's a monster. He's just, I got a lot of time for him, actually. Very Good player. World Cup winner, I think, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. He was somehow there for the 2006 World Cup. Yeah, I mean, he's been at Juventus for about 45 years. 404 appearances. Yeah, no, for Juventus. Um, yeah, a lot of time for a lot of time for Chiellini. I know he was I'm liking this. Team. I'm liking this Italian team. I would. I'm. I'm quite glad that they they've been on the other side of the draw. To be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, uh, it's a team that, that again, it's a team that that knows who they are. Plays a very and 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 again, they they have depth. I don't think again they're players. So I think one one thing one worry going forward. Uh, Spinazzola's out. Uh, he tore his Achilles. Yes. That's a terrible, yes. terrible injury. Uh, because it's a like, terrible uh, blow to my fantasy team. Yeah, and Spinazzola has been one of the best players in the entire tournament up to this point. Um, he has. They'll have to replace him with Emerson. Um, not quite the same level. Um, but like, yeah, like midfield, they're playing very fluid football. Um, um, a little bit worried about Immobile. His fairness finishing has been kind of terrible the past couple of games. Um, but Insigne is is in form. Um, mm. Yeah, no, they, they, they can they, rely on him. Yeah, uh, and also Donnarumma. Uh, when Belgium made the push, like Donnarumma answered uh, with a bunch of really good saves. Um, now they 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 are probably they're definitely the favorites to go through to the finals against Spain. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, which one. Um, oh, go on. If, Sorry, if you just if I think Italy is the one I'm looking where Denmark would be looking least forward to play against if they if they some somehow you know uh, got past England. Uh, I don't think they would want to play Italy. I think Spain because they're inconsistent. Denmark could capitalize on that, but not. I don't think Italy would give them the same. Lead way no no not at all i i completely agree with you um just a slight little asterisk um chiellini was part of the italian youth team he wasn't part of the 2006 yeah. world cup he squad just, yeah he wasn't yeah. He, he was already getting capped but he wasn't part of the, the 2006 squad yeah so he's old but not that old <laughs> he's 36 um, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, we may as well move on to the third quarterfinal game. The reason why you've joined us today, Patrick, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, Czech yeah. Republic losing to the mighty Denmark. Oh, mighty and mighty. I, I might uh, not agree completely with that. Not not in this game. I mean, they uh, they played. If I was was to say something, I think they played. They got some good goals in to begin with. Some lucky goals, I would say. And then and then they closed down the match basically after that uh which is you know never fun football and i would agree on that i think if anyone not rooting for denmark or uh or Czech republic were watching this match they would probably find it boring um but yeah nothing wrong with 
that a win's a win. A win's a win, and it is the quarterfinals, so I would say it's it's a bit more important than just you know the knockoff round as well. So so uh, yeah, uh yeah, it was a good go- a goal, especially the one where uh Mele um uh oh, kicked it in pass. front. That was yeah, that pass. That was uh one of the best passes I've seen for in a long while. Not in like in not in the uh in the any of the uh the leagues football leagues. Uh, outside of that, that's one of the best goals I've seen. Uh, or at least passes at least. Um, yeah, that was that was probably assist of the tournament for me. Um, I was saying mm. probably my favourite goal being the Benzema one against Switzerland. Mm. But yeah, the the assist for is it is it Marla Mal? It's, uh, it's pronounced Mela Mela Mela. Yeah, he it yeah. was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. He's a top player. He will get snapped up by yeah yeah one yeah. Of the big teams. He's, oh, he's, yeah exactly. He's a, I think he's actually playing for a semi, but I think he's going to go to Southampton maybe. Uh, was it Atlanta? He, he's playing for Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But in any case, yeah, he's been pretty consistent, and his and, and the way he's the only one who who uh, who finishes his uh, beat test. Uh, they have these beat tests when they have to. Yeah, he finished them. <laughs> so uh, the pace on that man. He, he had, is insane. Yeah, yeah, he, he he can run up and down the field all day long. That's uh, that's really interesting. You know, that's really awesome in a in a in a football player that just puts in so much. You know, work. That's uh, so yeah. For me, he's probably the best player on the team right now. But we do have other pe- people there that also did their part. Uh, two of the the three Ds on the team did their part, right? So um, I can't. Singly, yeah. are singly our Vestergaard? <laughs> Dol 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 Dolbert, one of them, Dolberg. Uh, uh, and... Striker. Yeah, he's a good striker. And what was the other one? We have three. We have three. There's Damsgall and Dolberg, and Dan's the Bull last Bull, one I can't remember. Martin Braveway. Delaney. Uh, Delaney. Oh, the, the, the goal scorer is. is, is yeah, we have, we have. Yeah, we have Delaney and Dolberg. This this uh this one. Scoring this, this game. Time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Couple of bergs, a few yeah. sends. Yeah, so yeah, it's a solid team. It's a solid team, to be fair. Um, it's it's a it's a yeah, it's a team. It's not single players that are like uh, not like uh, Ronaldinho or whatever. Uh, these are yeah, but you kind of want that. You don't you don't really want an ego, you know. That it worked for Portugal for a little while, but it was you know as we discussed earlier, it was probably a bit of their undoing. Is yeah, the the Ronaldo yeah, show doesn't work anymore. Yeah, exactly because. We we could you could tell that they all the players have been told just play it to Ronaldo, uh, just pass it to Ronaldo really, and that's 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 I I wouldn't want to be a play on that that sort of team honestly. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, and the Danes go marching on. Yeah, uh, I will say that uh, I think I feel like the both teams didn't play as good as well as they could because uh, I think there was ninety five ninety percent humidity in Baku. Uh, at, uh, for that game, um, which uh, and that speaks to UEFA's. Uh... Yeah, let's just let's just take a moment to uh, um, express our disdain. Um, not anything personal against the city of Baku, but certainly that stadium can absolutely be swallowed up by a sinkhole, and no one should it ever looks play like it. ever again. It looks like it's about to get get swallowed by up by a sinkhole. I think they were all they were they were over, those sink there were sinkholes over that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so I don't know how to quantify like the the the, the, the quality of either team. Um, nah, because it was just a terrible be, condition to play football in. 
Exactly. I don't think the Danish team left two days before from Denmark uh, to Baku. And, uh, well, I don't think you get ready for that sort of heat <laughs> uh, in, in that amount of time, no matter how it is. Like um, sweating, sweating, going onto the pitch. During the national yeah, anthem. yeah, exactly. So yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm assuming the Czech Republic had sort of the same problem. Maybe they a bit more used to the to very hot temperatures, but uh, not like that. I'm guessing. No, neither side play well. Um, but like that, that's yeah, uh, that's from the UEFA's problem. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, they have the they yeah they they sure love their uh their uh Eastern European dictators. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're not going to go into too much about that, right? But uh, yeah, <laughs> no. it, it, it is it is striking how there's not really that much thought about what happens in the country that you want to uh, like pull off a tournament or a match in, in at least. Uh, that's how much I, w- I would say about that on, on the podcast. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it is sort of interesting that they don't take a stance on that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's UEFA. They're bent as a bent thing. <laughs> they're just they're so corrupt um there's there's bent as a loop um. <laughs> yeah thank you we'll get that edited in there <laughs> um so uh well i mean is there anything we haven't spoken about or oh yeah maybe there's uh, one more that, quarter nothing, final i don't think there was anything interesting though no uh, maybe. no maybe okay. just yeah, sure. yeah, maybe. one one little thing maybe the reason why i woke up with slightly fuzzy head this morning maybe <laughs> having had a few uh a few shandies too many last night <laughs> <laughs> well, let's 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 say it was a it was a it was a good performance from England. Start by that against yeah, it was a good performance. Yeah, um, against the team that we were expected to beat. Um, but I think as I mean, I I don't know I don't know who your uh, who your your the sort of club team you follow, but um, I'm just inherently Arsenal has taught me to be nervous about any sort of knockout game. Anything can happen. Yeah, I've watched <laughs> a number of embarrassments over the yeah, for 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 the entire time I've been supporting them, and this just you know I remember England losing to Iceland. I remember the group stage mm. where we didn't, you know, we couldn't score a goal against Algeria and America, and it was just ridiculous. So you score against the United yeah. States. <laughs> oh, we scored. Sorry, we drew with you one-one. That was right. Yes, <laughs> that was right. But uh, anyway, um, it yeah didn't need to worry. Four minutes in, and Harry Kane's on the score sheet again. I mean, I think. I think it would have been a nervy game had it kind of gone the same way as Germany. But, I mean, fair play to Gareth Southgate. Got his tactics spot on again. Um, you know, I wasn't quite sure about including... I mean, obviously, Sancho's got talent, no doubt. But has he even come off the bench the Once. entire tournament? Once for like five minutes. Yeah. And he gets... I mean, he played the whole game, the full 90. Um, you know, Grealish didn't get get on the pitch he didn't start which is bizarre uh Saka was left out of the squad completely he's injured Mason Mount's back in oh he is injured sorry I did I keep forgetting that um uh, but Mason Mount back in after his uh his brush with Covid um and yeah back to a back four which I, we just look so much better uh, in my opinion with a back four from from an attacking perspective um, I mean, what, what more can you say? You know, two new goal scorers in Maguire and Henderson. Uh, 
to be honest, both were badly defended free headers, but <laughs> decent deliveries. We, I mean, we made Ukraine look 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 at you know kind of what we thought they'd be going into this tournament. Um, I would was, say that very enjoyable. Yeah, I would say that it's you held Britain like England hold, held on to the ball, ball quite well, and that's probably. <laughs> What what did it right? You could you could sort of decide when you wanted to, something to happen with the ball, and then and then pull pull back afterwards. And the the Ukrainians couldn't really do anything about it. Uh, the press was were, impressive. Uh, sorry, the press the press was impressive. To your point, um, yeah. you know, hanging on to the ball, retaining that, and also putting the pressure on them so they can't do anything. I mean, the possession wasn't as one sided as you as the scoreline is, but. I think you're right. I think uh... for most part of the game, you did hold on to the the ball quite well. Um, yeah, I, I for me, it's sort of looked, and I don't want to discredit Ukraine's performance because they've done well in this tournament. You can't say anything about that, but um, it sort of looked like like training football, where where you just you're you're just passing the ball around, trying to you know. Uh, <laughs> Teach new guys how to play ball. Really doing the change, doing chains around. I mean, that was it. Was it was sort of it was sort of, quite quickly sort of clear what sort of match it was going to be, and that's um, I'm sort of sad on Ukraine's way, Ukraine's part because I mean I'm I'm always for the underdog, you know. Um, <laughs> in that sense. Sure. Well, I mean. It was only 1-0 at half-time, and I remember being, you know, agreeing that we, we were dominant, we had chances, but just needing that second goal um, just to put, just to be comfortable. Um, I you think always won that. Sure, won sure, that of course, goal. of course, but that's what you've got to aim for, and I just felt we were comfortable to kind of take our foot off the gas a little bit. Um, but again, I mean, I don't know how much of that was down to Southgate, if it was, you know... If he just wanted, you know, it seems like he, he lit a fire under their asses and they came out flying in the second half, scoring twice in five minutes um, after the, you know, after after the whistle went. So, look, it's a great result and a, it's a flattering scoreline. Um, and as you say, yeah, it, it was a, a simple task for England in the end, which was brilliant and um, sets up a juicy semi-final with the Danes. Yeah. I don't actually remember us ever playing Denmark. You we, did. We did a test match. We've just done a test match where you won, where you lost 1-0, 0-1 uh, to yeah. us. Yeah. We've won just one of our last six competitive meetings against Denmark. That victory coming in 2002. Yeah, yeah. the World Cup. Uh, so, but that, but that's not the same. We don't. It's not. It's not an indicator. Right now, you've you've sort of England has gone become better <laughs> through the through the tournament, and Denmark. We're, no, we're no, right no. now. We're, we're, the, we're the underdogs. We're the underdogs. <laughs> uh, we can't. We, we we can't judge from right now what how it's going to go. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's I don't know. It's not it's no secret who I'm, I'm rooting for. But I have a my my <laughs> wife is half half English. So she's going to be torn for sure. Um, you're going to have to watch. You're going to have to watch in separate rooms. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I think this is England's toughest team to play against this entire tournament. Um, I include Germany in that. Um, Germany... We've had some tough games. We've had some tough games. You know, 
Croatia yeah, and no. Czech Republic are not are no uh, yeah, pushovers. No. Uh, I think Denmark's better team, better team than all of them. Um, I mean, they they, they they beat the Czech Republic. I think Denmark. Uh, I don't know, if Patrick, if you would, if you would agree with this, but I think Denmark. If this was against Germany, uh, I think Denmark would be very happy to play Germany. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> I think we 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 did we we've been sort of uh, losing our favorite uh, opponents uh, <laughs> a few times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we, we would uh, love another chance to give Germany a whooping, and uh, and uh, and that didn't happen. Thank yeah. you very much, England. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, now this Danish, like again, you people when people sort of just hear the name Denmark, you know, they don't immediately conjure this image that they're the same level as Italy or England or whatever. But if you look at just look at their players. Are they that are they that much far away from an England or uh, uh, Italy um, in terms of their quality? Yeah, and, they don't play fancy ball like a lot of uh, other players that, that the high profile players do. Um, they all them, play at high levels. Yeah, yeah, but they don't the the, the fancy ball. You know where they where you can see well, they just lose all the players and you know all the well, the Ro- Ronaldo's, Ronaldinho's, every yeah exactly. Christian Eriksen, yeah, but he's out. He's out. He's definitely Deadly. yeah. Um, well, I mean, Damsgaard, uh, Damsinio, Damsinio, yeah, uh, he, he, he can't, he can. um, <laughs> and Yusuf, and Yusuf Polson uh, is also a good runner, yeah, he, very uh, hard worker, the, yeah, uh, defends very, very hard working defender, uh, defender and attacker. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting how Denmark decides to line up, uh, whether they go with Doberg or uh, Yusuf Polson, uh, to be, uh, I suspect it's probably going to be Polson, um. I don't. I don't agree. I think Yusuf Polson is going to be uh, a oh, change in. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, because, we'll see. Uh, uh, because, regardless. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Go ahead. No, just because uh, he tends to be full of energy, but he can't can't run the way he does a whole match, uh, and you sort of need the energy, the running energy, for the later part of the of the match. So that yeah, uh, because usually the match opens up after second half. You if if uh, if enough go, goals go in, so so that I think Yusuf Paulson would be very handy there. Uh, but yeah, like um, I think again, like so unlike the teams that, that England has played up to this point, Denmark has no obvious holes. Um, up from from the from the top to the bottom, their lineup is completely solid. Like I think the only sort of question mark Denmark had coming in was in the striking striker position, and that finishing wasn't they didn't have sort of a, a someone they seemed they would seem to be able to finish chances. But that problem seems to have solved itself when suddenly when Dolberg is not suddenly scoring goals for fun. Um, and Poulsen also has two this tournament too, so it seems they seem to have that covered. Um, central midfield, uh, Hoiberg's probably going to be in a, in, in 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 the team of the tournament. Um, Delaney has also played incredibly well. We talked about Almeida. Mm. I think the only possible hole is in the right back. Um, Striga Larson and or the uh, either Striga Larson or Daniel Vaz is going to start. I don't think either of them, either of them mm. could be kind of could kind of be a problem. But central defense, Denmark's excellent in that position. Christensen just won a Champions League, uh, Champions League, and he has been excellent up to this point. Simon Kier, mm. incredible, uh, incredible leader, incredible defender. Um, mm. Vestergaard's a eh, little bit shaky moments against the Czechs, but he's still good. Uh, and Kasper yeah. Schmeichel, he's won a Premier League. Yeah. He he plays a little different than his his dad does. We don't. Yeah. Uh, but but he uh he's a good goalie. It is. Yeah. Uh, and and the 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 differences uh are also like pronounced in the way that Simon Kat that's the uh the the lead in the team yeah. uh. 
leader, yeah, team leader, because he's still, you, you sort of have to put some of that uh, the way that uh, Peter Schmeichel used to just completely dominate how the, the defense would would, uh, would work. Uh, Simon Kerr has taken that role on him specifically, and, and now uh, and now Kasper can just focus on being a good goalie, being in the goal, and, and taking most of the, uh, the, the, ch- the shots against him. Um, he, he's a solid, and he's, he's, he's been trained under his dad, and he, you can tell. He also played uh, uh, played, played attacker on, on a few, uh, like, to begin with, just like his dad did. So so he sort of emulates his dad, but has different qualities. From, uh, he's, a, he's an interesting uh, profile. On England's side, um, well, so England really needs to, so that means basically England, they're not going to just be able to exploit certain holes like in, in, in an opponent like they've been able to do so far. Um, they just, sim- the players just, best players just has simply has to play better than the Danish best players. Uh, that means Harry Kane needs to show up. Um, uh, that I means- think he will though. I think he's finally yeah. woken up from the, the cryo freeze. I think, yeah. Luke, yeah. I think Luke Shaw needs to exploit the Danish uh, right wing position. Um, yeah. And you also, um, if you could, there is a, there is a possibility in, in corner shots. Uh, Cause yeah. Uh, they the Danes haven't done very well on that on that account, especially not in defense. So um, so I think there could be a possibility if England shows up there as well that uh, they could win over Denmark. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it was three headers in the game last night: Kane, exactly. Henderson, That's and Maguire. So yeah. there's exactly. there That's is that I'm... to exploit. Um, yeah. And we've got great set piece deliveries. You know, Trippier is good. Um, Mount's pretty decent. You know, there's a few who can step in there. Um, it's going to be a good game. I I don't know. I don't think there'll be nearly as many goals as some of the other games. I've got a feeling Southgate will go a bit more defensive. I think he might try and overload the midfield as opposed to going for a four at the back, a five, a three at the back. Sorry. Mm. I've got a feeling he might just try and squeeze Henderson in there um, and give Phillips a bit more license to roam, maybe. I don't know. Um, What I do like about this England team is that unpredictability, but Southgate's earned my trust now that we can go into this game with complete faith that he will pick the best 11 for this opponent um and i I think i think you're you're right bing that you know this probably is the toughest test we've faced in the tournament so far and they're really you know this is a good you know this is a proper football team this isn't you know know, (laughs) it isn't germany exactly um it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough i mean i do I, i do expect england to win but Anything can happen, you know, and if if the Danes did triumph, it probably wouldn't be unjustified because they they have got a very good, you know, very good squad and they can play some good football, as we saw. Kind of wonder I'm looking forward this, to it. I kind of wonder if this is Croatia 2018 for England once again. Mm, I know, I know. This is sort of the exact same profile, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, it's it's a different team. He's a better manager than he was then. It's, there's, there's, Something, something that every England team, if certainly in as far as I can remember, has been lacking is the 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 kind of the team spirit. Yeah, um, 
yeah, the cohesion, yeah, the the togetherness. I, I, I'm, you know, this is the case across all international teams that they, you know, you're bringing together sometimes 15, 20 uh, diff- players from different clubs. You know, they're all playing at rival, you know, and, and in England more so because a lot of players don't go abroad. That rivalry sometimes is hard to forget, you know. Even last night when Harry Kane is putting two in and I'm there like, hmm. <laughs> It takes me a second <laughs> to remember he's he's wearing an England shirt, not a Tottenham shirt. Yeah, but, um, I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I know. No, I'm usually team Abel as well. Ah, it's a joke. <laughs> but it's 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 that that cohesion is you know. It, yeah. Oh yeah. It's lovely. It's lovely to see and the togetherness and somehow he's done it. Um, I don't know. Maybe they've all gone mm. like on a paintballing weekend or they've all gone and had a sleepover and told each other their deepest, darkest secrets. Whatever the hell Southgate has done has been brilliant. Um, mm. And that's why I'm more confident than the Croatia game. Oh, God, you reminded me of that game. Thanks, Bing. Sorry. <laughs> you bastard. Well, you bastard. Uh, yeah, so well, how do you want the match? To, you, how do you think the match will go? Is it like two goals to begin with? One goal... Uh, you know, equals it out a little, and then that's a match at the end. Or is it gonna be two two or one one uh one zero, and then a penalty shot at the end? Uh, no, I think I think one nil England. Um, one nil. Yeah, I'm going. I don't, I don't, I don't believe. I don't. I don't believe it's gonna be that few goals. I think it's gonna be more goals than that. All right. What's your prediction then? I think it's going to be a 2-1 probably, but I'm hoping for a 2-2 and then we go to uh go to shootoffs with uh What Denmark 2-1? No, no, no. I I think it I I think it might be when wins this and and honestly I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't but... sound fine. <laughs> No, no. I mean, the dream is to to emulate the ninety one, right, or ninety two? Ninety two, yeah. Ninety two. Ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah, yeah. We where we beat Germany handedly, um, <laughs> or not, uh, but just in the shootouts in the end. And that that I think that's that would be nice. I think we need that uh story again retold, so a new generation could be you know inspired. But uh, no, I mean, I think England two and Denmark one. But I hope for a, a two two, and then we go off to penalty shots. And I think I think regard I think regardless, the age profile of your team means that you've got a bright future. You've got a solid chance to impress at the World Cup next year. You know the Euros after that. You know most of your the average age of your team is what like twenty five ish, twenty six. You know, there's a few yeah. tournaments left in these players. Yeah, definitely. I think you got a shot. Yeah. So, you know, in the semis of the Euros is nothing to, you know, I don't think England have gone beyond the semis in a Euros before. So it's we it's a big deal. Third. We can still take third if we lose to you. So <laughs> Get a little bronze. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, we've, We've uh we've definitely done England Denmark to death. A quick note on uh, a quick note on um Spain Italy. I can't I no can't see any 
No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> okay, I'll care a little bit. Um, as of you to do. Um, I think. I mean, Spain. They have a path to victory if they can just take possession away from Italy, uh, which they're able to do. They're, they're fully capable of doing. They have been doing that up to that point. Um, mm. It's an interesting clash of styles. Um, whereas Italy, which again, interest, interesting comparing to his usually their, their history as as a national team, is that they're playing much more fluid, direct attacking football. Um, Spain again, possession, possession first. Um, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see if Italy can exploit Spain's sort of few minutes of defensive madness to just win the game that way or is spain can actually and unfortunately again spinazola's out there are there's room now for them to man- maneuver in those spaces um because emerson's just not the same player um there's a chance there is a chance there spain um, spain needs to win that midfield battle um if um if italy is some, wins the midfield battle spain has no shot um Edry has i mean been, i can't I can't look beyond. I can't look beyond Italy taking this though. No, I'm. I'm. I have a sneaking suspicion that Spain might take it, but uh, that that um, uh, they they just do it barely, uh, and then then Denmark plays against Italy, <laughs> and that we won't do that. We don't want like that at all. Uh, so so I, I'm I'm take I'm I think the the nightmare scenario is going to be that we we lose to you and then we go in, on and lose to Italy and uh, for the bronze. Uh, there's, a third place, uh, there's a third place game. Yeah, third there place is no game. third. There is no third place game. So uh, for, for, for us, there are. Or what, isn't there? No, there isn't in the Euros. Oh, isn't there? Okay, oh. being being the the expert here, I thought. Okay, so in the World Cup there is for sure. In the right? World Cup there is, yeah. Okay, this is so, why your Grand uh, Maester thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm why just looking at the fixture. I'm just looking at the fixture. In <laughs> <laughs> hell. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> also a thing that a Maester yeah. would do. So. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't look. I'm not peeking behind the curtain. <laughs> All right. Okay. So no no match. If we're out, we're out. Okay. Well then, fucking then we were gonna win this then. <laughs> it's yeah. 92 oh. all over again yeah 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 no way out all only all the way up to the top um no yeah still i think spain's gonna win um sadly uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be like a uh just like there's gonna be a few goals and and then spain's gonna have one more now yeah, I, if, if spain if spain can bore them bore the italians into submission and maybe while uh Donnarumma's having a nap. They can nick one. I, I can't see. I can't see it happening any other way. The Italians are too strong, even without Spinazzola. Um, you know, you'd, you you who would have thought that Denmark would get this far without Eriksson? And here you are playing brilliant football. So yes, it's a blow, but Italian team looks too competent to to miss to miss him that much. Um, but we'll see. It's, it'll be exciting. I think that's that's the first semi-final, right? On Tuesday. Yep. And then uh, the big ones on Wednesday. Yeah, the, the, the important one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we get that little bit closer to it coming home. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe home is, 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 is uh, Copenhagen. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we've never won it before, so <laughs> it's never been here. Uh, <laughs> it's never been home you, for this. You can say so much. It's sort of like it can be coming home the same way a lot of wealth came home from Lindensgard, right? Uh, <laughs> so in the way we we will we will come over and 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 relieve you of your uh, of your uh, euros. Um, <laughs> we've repelled Viking invasions before, and we'll do it again. God damn it. Not very well without the help of the French, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were a bit shit, and then some Normans came <laughs> over and uh, took us over, and that's history. Yeah. But um, well, I think uh, I think we should leave it there, guys. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I think we've uh, yeah. done it justice. Um, Shane Beaner couldn't join us, but I'm sure she'll be here for the. Uh, we'll try and do a final one, uh, pre-final. <laughs> um and yeah uh thanks for joining me today thanks for thanks for listening guys um i've been the host pops and we've been with grand maester bing <laughs> and the man the myth the legend patrick the tall so uh catch us on the next one and come on england <laughs> hmm. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs>